Welcome back to Discovery Debrief, a podcast setting a course to discuss the, the future of the final frontier in Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Prodigy, Strange New Worlds, and more. I'm co-host Cicero Holmes, and much like the episode for which we're here to discuss, Star Trek Picard Season 2, Star Trek Picard Season 2 finale, we're packed, we packed our bridge with our past guests from this season of Discussions. Here to wrap this season up is a longtime friend of the show and host of the Shall We Digress podcast, Dan Decker. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Hey, I uh, am doing really well. Um, thanks for having the Commodore back on the bridge of the USS Discovery Debrief. It is always a pleasure to be here. Um, and uh, I see uh, uh, a familiar-esque face and a brand new face that's on uh, the show with us. Or I should say voice for the the listeners at home um but yeah thanks for having me back uh there captain captain cicero uh it is a pleasure to have you it is always better when you're around uh and uh as as dan alluded to uh, making a triumph return is co-host of the re-engage podcast greg tito hey greg hey cicero hey dan how's it going happy to be here and discuss fires and plot holes and how when they go together they create even bigger fires yes that is uh the the first law of thermodynamics um (laughs) (laughs) uh and um you you know uh, debrief debrief fans you, you you know that uh we can't allow picard to one up us with unannounced cameos so we also have an unannounced cameo Joining us is one of Greg's fellow co-hosts of Reengage and making his debrief debut, the one and only Jimmy G. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Welcome aboard. Ah, oh, golly, fellas. Thanks for having <laughs> me aboard. Captain, aye, aye to you, sir. And to you, Dan, it's a pleasure, Commodore, to be in your likeness. Ah, oh, boy, oh. I can't wait to talk about this episode here. Man, oh, listen, gee, what that is the Star Trek we're talking about? <laughs> That's my that worst is, Will Wheaton impression. <laughs> that is that is the energy we are here for. Um, and, deep right. So now that now that you have uh, been welcomed aboard as a rite of passage for a first time guest of the show, Jimmy, please discuss your history with the franchise, your favorite series, and your favorite film. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been into Star Trek since a kid. Uh, TOS was my entry into the franchise. It came on Saturday mornings um, and not the cartoon, the original. Uh, so I watched all of those. Um, I was in the theater for um, the motion picture and was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's here. It's on the big screen. This is amazing. Um, and uh, I think my favorite Star Trek show so far might be disco. Um, I really dig how they've sort of reinterpreted it and brought it into um, a, a more really inclusive sort of universe than the other ones were capable of. But uh, Voyager was the only one that I actually saw. Uh, I mean, the first one that I saw from uh, on a weekly basis. I came to Next Generation about two years after uh, it had already started uh, just because I, I couldn't get access to it where I was living. And I think my favorite Star Trek film is uh, one in one A would be um, Wrath of Khan followed by uh, Star Trek four. Wow. Uh, the All two, right. I think, crown jewels in the Star Trek All universe. Right. 
Well, uh, you know, actually, uh, well said, uh, because both of those films are referenced uh, in this season of Picard. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, well done. They 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 went and uh, went full love boat. And so did you. So. <laughs> oh, who am I? Can I be Gopher or am I Washington? <laughs> uh, nobody wants to be Captain Dating ourselves, gentlemen. <laughs> dating ourselves. Well, we've we've got a full complement of panelists and a lot of things to discuss. So let's jump into that Tesla. And instead, let's not jump into that Tesla. And instead, jump into this episode discussion of <laughs> Picard, episode 10, Farewell. <sighs> well, uh, here's, here's some of the plot. Uh, despite Picard's protests... Talon interprets the queen's message as her needing to sacrifice herself to save Renee. She uses a holographic disguise to thwart Soong's murder attempt on Renee and dies in Picard's arms while Renee departs on the Europa mission. There were two Renees. Soong continues to show that the Europa mission's poor security should have done them (laughs) in without Q's help. Uh, where were you at this point in the episode on a scale from I roll to I caramba? Uh, Jimmy, I'll start with you. Uh, well, actually, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, but I was totally fooled by the the switcheroo there of Talon uh, coming out as the the young Renee. Um, I, you know, we we hear the prophecy of there has to be two Renees, one that dies and one that lives. So I'm like, how are they going to figure this out? You know, is this going to be a time thing? And then right. uh, when it's Talon, I was like, oh, that's really clever play on words and. I've been crushing on Talon all season. So yeah. uh, seeing her sacrifice herself that way, it was a bittersweet. It's like, it's a nice send off. If you're going to exit the show, at least die a hero. But uh, man, I was like, Picard, you should have been crushing on that from the beginning. Now, maybe you realize what you should be doing and what you lost. Cause uh, you got a 10 here and um, hopefully you get a chance to get that 10 back. So, so you were crushing. Let me get this right. You were crushing on Talon and not Laris. Talon, uh, Talon, yeah. Talon did it for you, but Laris, the the actress, I should say, because yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> right. Is there a difference? Right. Apple oranges, right. like I, I, pointy you, ears, you know, not pointy you know, ears. I don't so, care. <laughs> so the 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 writers want you to believe that there is a difference between mm. Laris and Talon. Um, okay, but the, but there but there didn't seem to be. Um, to, to that point, uh, and, and Greg, we might as well go to you, but, but like to that point, I don't know if there really seemed to be a emotional difference between the two characters, yeah. um, at least in their interactions with, with Picard. So, yeah. Uh, so where were you on a scale of I roll to I caramba with, with this revelation and, and the character? I mean, it was just uh, plot, plot, plot. You know, things happened. I don't really know why or or how they happened. We were told why they were feeling certain ways, uh, which is 
just endemic to this entire series. We'll get to that. But like <laughs> this particular part, I didn't really care that she was dying. I didn't care that that Picard was sad. I think the only somewhat profound moment was that she inadvertently kind of teaches him the thing that Q, I guess, has been trying to teach him this whole time is to you can't take the blame for someone else's death or the responsibility for someone else's death on your own. Right. But Picard has already learned this. He's taught Wesley how to deal with this in TNG. Right. And so it just it, it didn't feel earned or make any sense uh, to your point about talent. It just seemed like it was just uh, casting efficiency. They're like, well, we have <laughs> what else are we going to do with right. her? Uh, and she had pointy ears in some scenes, some scenes she didn't. I didn't even get the 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 point that, that she was actually related to Laris at some point. Uh, I guess someone well, actually I mean, they, pointed out she, that. She, <laughs> at some point, lost her ability to hide her ears. So then she just, you know, she admitted that she was Romulan. And then the next line was like, oh, yeah, so you are a distant relative of Laris. Right. Because, you you know. Uh, but yeah. Or she could be Laris from the future because this is all timey-wimey <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like, I think right. we're all beating around the bush here that all Romulans look the same. Yes. <laughs> Ouch, bro. Let's just see it. Let's just see it. Yeah. Uh, Listen here. Cool. There'll be none of that on my bridge, mister. <laughs> <laughs> It man, didn't five earned, minutes in, man. I'm already canceled. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get it done. That's how you get it done. What was that? What was that, Greg? I just didn't think this emotional thing was earned very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her, her death. I was like, okay, <laughs> right. good. Let's get to the next thing. I guess. Yeah. Like it, it was. It was in the first, you know, five minutes of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it didn't seem like there was any uh, emotional weight to it. Um, and I, I don't know. No. I, just, it, it, I, I was the, I guess the eye roll and eye caramba at the same time. Right. <laughs> hey, Greg, it's like to that point when I read the, uh, the show notes for the, the podcast tonight and it started with this, like, did that, was that at the beginning of the show? Yeah. Like, I couldn't yeah. even remember where it was. Right. <laughs> just, right. <laughs> that's well, how, I mean, uh, that, there, there was, there was the, the, the setup was, uh, the Soongs, you know, first, well, you know, first, uh, Talon has to get into the room with Renee and give her big speech to Renee about how oh, she's right. been watching her and, and all of those things that, that she's, you know, that she's always had this guardian angel. Uh, and then we get Soong talking ab- about how much money he's donated. Uh, so he should be able to just break contamination. <laughs> For right. these people that are going to space <laughs> further than anyone has ever been, and because he was a big enough uh, donor, then yeah, they said, yeah, sure, why not? And on top of that, he was able to insult his way into being able to walk around completely unsupervised. So uh, yeah, so we got all of those they giving him like fifty commandos for nothing, and then they just right. died. And like, oh, it doesn't matter. This guy, he just wastes commandos and gives right. them to alien board queens. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was so, just last uh, episode, by the way. Like that's right. So right crazy. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. That that did just literally just happen. Um, so uh, yeah, Dan, where were you? Were you? Uh, where you eye roll, eye carumba, you on the spectrum, you choosing. Yeah, uh, uh, so, <clears throat> indeed, uh, right. my eye caramba and what I think, um, what I think the the writers subconsciously or maybe uh, were intending to do is 
uh, much to Jimmy's point, they were preying upon our um, care for Orla Brady, the actor, and uh, using that as a bridge to get us to care about Talon and, uh, you know, I'll, I always love Laris. Um, and, 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 you know, bless her, um, when she's Laris and she's able to be full Orla Brady and she has her, uh, accent, oof, man, let me tell you, um, you know, swoon city, uh, on mm-hmm. overdrive. Um, and, and it was endearing, uh, to hear her f- slip back into it a time or two, um, in a sentence or five, uh, while she was trying to be talent. Um, but but I thought, what a missed opportunity to solidify the connection to the future when we have, we all know that, you know, um, his young nephew, Renee, dies, right? Right. And until the timeline is fixed, that youngster either doesn't exist or die, doesn't die, uh, or as far as we know. <clears throat> and so I, re- I really thought that's where they were going with that connection, that Renee uh, must live to reach Europa. And in the future, you know, Rene, uh, his nephew must also die to preserve the timeline. Um, because yeah, the, the Laris as, uh, Rene, or I'm sorry, Talon as Rene <laughs> with the, with the, vo- uh, with the, um, uh, masking technology. Right. Yeah. The uh, mission impossible mask. mask right. Was a little too much for me. And then, uh, uh, uh as Greg was saying, you know, sometimes they're Romulan, sometimes they're not, and, and and it was enough when she had the headpiece on that you could tell it was a pointed ear, right? right. Like, I, we've talked about this <laughs> half dozen times maybe by right. now, uh, Cicero. Yeah. I, there are several things I don't need the script or the writers to tell me. Right. When it comes to, uh, you know, I didn't need an in-universe explanation for why Guinan looks the way she does because right. that's that's how things go. And this was another <laughs> one of those things. Like, you know, you didn't have to tell me uh, any of that. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the, it, the there's this predilection in modern storytelling to want to, you know, take away my imagination. Right. Um, well, as, I feel like. Right. I, I think so. And and. I'm going to be fair to uh, the writers and the creators uh, in two points. Um, one, one to the point that you're making, Dan, and one to the point that that uh, Greg was making a second ago, which is that uh, they're they're trying to make uh, they're trying to make sure that people are able to follow the story. To your point, Dan. Right. Um, because people are watching TV and on their phone at the same time. Right. Because they're right. That's paying fair. attention. Right. Fair. So, they, so, so a lot of the writing has to be, you know, almost almost like descriptive of the things that are happening because people aren't paying attention. And now we can we can sit here and 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 be the old men yelling at the cloud talking about, well, they should be paying attention. Right. Or maybe you can argue that if the the storytelling was was compelling enough that it 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 would force people to pay attention, um, which it wasn't. And and you know that gets me back to Greg's point, which is that it it was pretty bad uh, when it came to those things. But to you know, in fairness to them, they were dealing with COVID. They you know they did have to deal with. Uh, a limited cast, so you know, reusing characters, reusing actors, um, is definitely something that they probably had to do, or or made 
made sense um, just because it limited the amount of time um, or the amount of people that they had to to deal with, especially since your principal, your your, your number one on the call sheet is eighty two years old. Um, so you you know you probably want to limit his uh, exposure oh, to lots. of That's why people. you think that was the Laris it, it had and a lot, was played by the same actress. Yeah, I think it, it had a lot to do. Oh, with. all right. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. Now I feel bad. Right. <laughs> well, but but you you know what? Like that is a thing that you had to do. But there there are definitely ways that if your writing is good, you can you can explain. I mean, hell, uh, we we all watched Hamilton. Hamilton half the cast, you know, played two or three different roles. No, but it didn't matter because right? they felt very different. Right. Right. Because right. they yeah, felt very uh, different. Yeah. So, so they could have, they could have done that. They could have done the same thing. So, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's some, some grace that I want to give them because of that, but also at the same time, you know, like you've got a job to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and they still, you know, like Laris or I'm sorry, goodness, Callan (laughs) spending this time with Picard to deconstruct his past and make this connection to him. They're still playing on our, you know, Obviously, my my um, uh, example of forgetting the difference between the two, and right. and and wanting the the adventure, let's say they had together in the past as completely a different person to help us build that or reinforce that relationship, we're expected for them to pick up. Spoiler alert: at the end, right? Um, they, I feel like they're really playing on us wanting to love orla rather than the two characters she's playing yeah sure sure and i and to that point i think we did right i i fell in love with the actor sure um and i you know where where laris was an important part of or at least they they said that laris was important it was an important part of season one um like i remember laris being there um so yes, but I like I don't remember uh I don't really remember Laris until they brought her back. So, you know, I don't I, I yeah, like it was good to have her around the entire time. Jimmy, what do you what do you think? I think the biggest problem with her being recast uh and this will lead us into our next bit that we're talking about is there's it, it makes it look like there's only a few, a handful of people in the universe who can affect the universe because we have sure. this one person we see yes. throughout history. And then we have Soon, who like <laughs> is the only person who knows about robots in the future. Uh, and now or his, the past. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it just his his hands on the TEG universe just it gets longer and longer his reach right. with every right. new uh new series into the canon and in, into right. the universe soon is a bigger and bigger part that we never knew about <laughs> and it's a homogeny you know it's like it's too much right. of the same which yeah. is fine in stock theater because we get to see how actors are are using their chops and how they go sure. and do different things uh in, in in a television show it just looks cheap <laughs> right <laughs> although i was night i was really happy to to look at uh talent like i was always happy when she was around because like this is just a classy 
classy, beautiful actress. Like I just, yeah. she, something about her enamored me. So I, I forgave it in that sense. Uh, I don't have the same feelings about Brent Spiner, even though I love him as an actor. So <laughs> it got a little annoying. <laughs> I, I actually tweeted about this uh, a couple of days ago after I finished the series. And it, and it still is it, basically what you're saying, Jimmy, where that idea of a family or, or destiny that goes, you know, galaxy spanning. That's Star right. Wars territory. That's right. space yeah. opera. Yeah, yeah. That's right. fantasy. Star Trek has never been like that, but this yeah. Picard has just shown that there's like, you know, there's only the Soongs, it's only Laris, it's only uh, uh, even the fact that Renee Picard was the 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 plot right. point here, like right. she, it made no difference that she was related to Picard throughout the, the plot of this entire thing. And I, I, I feel like we were like forced into this idea that they're right there's 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 only these several faded families that that affect right. the galaxy yeah uh i mean that is definitely something that we have spoken about before uh on this show and i couldn't agree with you more um that the, it's wrong this, i think new trek has definitely has has a problem with uh you know having the having the one uh come back uh, Dan, you, you have, uh, something you wanted to add before we move on? Uh, you're muted. We know all about the songs, right? Yeah. We, yes. know, we know all about the Picards, right? Yes. Uh, we have, uh, more insight into, we, heck, we got two Kirk, uh, two, uh, uh, Kirks and two Deckers even. Right. Um, but you know, all of that, and we have no idea about the, uh, Delta Quadrant Salamander Babies. No. Um, you know, no family parents, family Janeway. Um, no. We just aren't getting. Uh, you know, where where is the real family care for for the Star Trek fandom? Don't right? talk too loud. Paramount Plus may he make that series. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> <of the babies>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and put that also uh, on Thursday night. Um, I would watch it, and I would come on your podcast and talk about it. Absolutely. And we, and we would talk about it. Absolutely. Um, we will watch it also. So uh, speaking of watching, let's talk about uh, this, this uh, move on with the plot. Uh, after his failure, soon returns home to find that Corey has deleted his digital files, though he still has a physical file labeled Project Khan. Corey is recruited to join the Travelers by Wesley Crusher, and Rios decides to stay in the past with Teresa. Holy forking shark balls. <laughs> Wesley Crusher. What? They managed to keep this one a secret. Uh, and but but despite my excitement, the internet seems divided on whether Will Wheaton's inclusion was even necessary. Did you like this cameo, Dan? I'm gonna go with you. I, I think I know the answer. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we text about this, Cicero. Um, I think if we, if we had been in the same room, we may have had to, we may have would have had to pause in the moment, uh, to jump up and hug each other. Uh, and, and you know, maybe even a couple smooches on the cheek. I, I think we were that excited in the same regard. Um, uh, I want to, I want to take a step back and, and talk about, you know, I, I Apparently, we there, there's we're we're headed towards a future where two factor authentication is no longer a thing. Um, you know, multi device, uh, uh, you know, trusted access is no longer a thing. 
uh, because Corey can just, you know, you know, ghost in. Well, she does have Q on her side, uh, <laughs> but, you know, just delete all of the files and I guess all of the backups, no backblaze. Um, but but to the point of of, you know, Wesley, I was very excited to see him. Um, they did manage to keep it an incredible secret, uh, you know, even to the point that I was at his panel at Mission Chicago and he told an incredible headcanon story about where he thought Wesley was and what, what he was doing as a traveler without ever giving one, you know, even whiff of a hint that that this was something that may actually be uh, already on film and we could see it soon if we were just patient. Right. Um but I, God, you know, can I get, can I drop a hot take and just kind of like, you know, I might have to drop my mic and walk away, but only if it's Fuego, let's go. Man, I'm, I'm tired of the songs, y'all. Really? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the continued reliance on it. I mean, I, we're talking what, five centuries, four centuries. Those are some strong genes. Yeah. Y'all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. to just continue to look like the same people for five evers is just a lot. <laughs> and it, 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 that's where I guess I'm, I, I love Brent Spider. Uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to diminish that at all, but it, it's, it's just too much of a reliance on that thing. Um, I was really hoping we would get the Star Trek four version of the time travel conundrum with Rios and everybody would come forward. Uh, but I do appreciate, you know, Teresa mm. has to uh, do her work. Um, and the Project Con thing, come on, again, stuff I don't need. Like, my imagine, I don't, look, there are a lot of things in Trek I don't give a crap about where it falls into the timeline. And Con and the Eugenics Wars, World War Three are a lot of them because it doesn't impact where we are and the stories we're telling. And, and, <laughs> and at some point, we're just going to have to accept that we can make a Star Trek future, but Star Trek is not our future. And let's just quit, you know, mm. ducking around with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, thanks for answering both of the questions that I had, but uh, Greg, so <laughs> did, you, did you like, did you like the cameo? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though I am a big Wesley Crusher fan, uh, right. I'm currently wearing a hoodie that is his uh, yes. season one uniform with the tricolors. I hated this. I yeah. thought it was so dumb. I thought it was <laughs> not what I thought of as the traveler. I, I mean, I, I didn't know there were travelers. Like, I didn't know there was like a band of them. Like, right. we're gonna, <laughs> you're going to join into our club. But you thought, they were, you thought they were like the run. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I remember uh, the, you know, episode five, season one, where it was like just this, he was a traveler. He wasn't capital T traveler, like, you know, uh, and this whole speech was just forced and it felt like I, I, I like Will Wheaton. I like him as a person. I've met the dude. He's very nice. He does a bad job of acting as himself in this. Like he <laughs> doesn't even, it, it's not believable to me. It feels like he's you or I talking right now. Like uh, it, it didn't feel like he was a traveler of space and time. I don't know why he would approach this person in this way to join up into their travelers club. 
you know, they got they got miles, they got enough miles, baby. <laughs> it just seemed really forced and put upon. Uh, the performance is weird. I, I thought even just the fact that he uttered Wesley Crusher in ADR was really poorly done. Right. <laughs> like, you didn't even give him that moment to just be like, "Hey, I was Wesley, but now I I do other things." Um, it felt uh, I, I, even the writing of it just didn't seem very. Uh, real I, it, yeah it i think they're trying to set up season three i guess like i assume that and the thing you're talking about with uh uh with the con file is a future plot thread to draw upon i get that i think i maybe even tweeted like six months ago like hey Khan's last name is Singh. That sounds right. like Soong. Isn't that funny? Right. Someone read that and went with it. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> it's your fault. It's, it's my fault. What a jerk. That confused me when I was 12. Okay. Yeah. And right? the <laughs> Uh, or the first reveal when they were like, you know, it's it's Noonien, uh, Noonien Singh, and I was like, it's a what now? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. record keeping from that time was spotty at best, at best, at best. Yeah, I just didn't I just didn't like it. I, I thought it could have been done much more. Uh, uh, um, I wanted his reintroduction when I was a kid. I wanted this so badly. Right. I wanted to know what happened to Wesley Crusher and for him to be in Los Angeles wearing the same shit he was wearing you know that i would be wearing in los angeles right. at the time it just, 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 I don't know, just i wanted him to be weird i wanted him to be glowing i wanted him to have you know like the this silver weird, jumpsuit yeah, yeah have like a godlike jumpsuit. being and bearing to him he was just smarmy star child, star yeah. child makeup. yeah you know like a turtle show hand guy. and a thumb you know turtle <laughs> hand you know like right. a turtle hand you know when you can snap your fingers and travel the universe you don't shop at a and e yeah. American Eagle, you, like, you're gonna be like Z Stardust and shit. Well, it sounds a little bit like Greg might be just on, on, omniscient, jealous. You know, right. I am omniscient, jealous. <laughs> I wanted more for him. Don't God me. shame him, <laughs> Jimmy. You know, did you? God's did you also Greg. want God's more for? for <laughs> did you also that. want more for Wesley Crusher? Uh, well. <laughs> Dear debrief fans, <laughs> you do not have to get far into re-engage podcasts to find out that I am not a Wesley Crusher fan. <laughs> uh, I never have been. I thought he was okay in, uh, in the movies he did, um, but I don't find that uh, find the actor uh, Will Wheaton to be uh, uh, to be that good. Um, he doesn't bring much to it. I think Greg summed it up perfectly. He did not do a good impression of himself. <laughs> and that's maybe the worst thing you can say to an actor. Um, so I'll leave that at, you know, alone. Um, it was a surprise. I read the same. I read the article that uh, was published uh, uh, about Will Wheaton's um, headcanon uh, thing that he wrote what he thought. So it was a total surprise when he walked on. Um, and the project con thing, uh, for the most part, it, it failed for me. I love the idea that they were dropping con, but that it had to be Soong who did it. it. It was just get your hands off of this universe for goodness sakes. Um, it would have been great if that was introduced 
by somebody else. Um, and I understand Brent Spiner is amazing and he brought so much to TNG and you want to keep them in, you know, it's like, it's rewarding somebody for fantastic work. It's like, who else are we going to get? Uh, and the answer is a lot of other people. Um, I love <laughs> Brent Spiner. I love, love, love him. We talk about how brilliant he is as data on TNG almost right. weekly because he is that gifted, but this is hurting him as an actor because we're seeing a, a very limited range now. It's like his bad guy in this this season is it's, yeah, not it's, interesting, and it it's, it hurts it's him so mustache yeah. twirly, right? Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. he he would have been less obvious if he was tying someone to a train track. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's um, I I think it was fun for him to play that character. I think he was having oh, right. fun with it, right? Because he he was just hamming it up, right? Um, but I don't know if it. Well, I do know it did not serve the story, right? right. It did not serve the story yeah. well. Um, and and you know, had it had an impact, I think, on people's enjoyment of you know, actively had an impact on people's enjoyment of the season. Um, but but also, you know, again, I will point to the fact that they were probably trying to limit the number of people that were around. So they were recycling, you know, the, lots of people wound up playing uh, very similar or or different roles, but were also similar um, for, for whatever reason. Um, but they, yeah, they just chose, I think they chose poor narrative reasons for for those people to be to be where they are uh dan what were what did you have to say i was just gonna you know highlight uh jimmy's point about uh brent's range um if you're if you're of a vintage enough to remember his appearances on night court um, he was absolutely hilarious uh you know um you know what was granny doing when she came off the the vehicle about you know 80 85 anyway (laughs) Um, yeah. but watch, watch fistful of datas or watch masks and see him put on yeah. a absolute show. Like masks is weird as hell. It is like, it is some of the most bizarre Star Trek, but it is absolutely perfect for an actor like Brent and <clears throat> to see him just, you know, like you said, Cicero, just play ham, uh, for the sake of being in the story. It, 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 it just, you know, I'm glad he was there. Maybe I'm glad he's getting paid and um, right and everything. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, right, right. You know. the money. Like I would. It doesn't matter if you know you suck. If they're gonna be like, here's a bunch of cash to suck at something. Right. Like, hey, look, there, I'm sure money I spend each month goes to people I like a lot less than Brent Spiner. So right. you know, absolutely, like $10 a month is going to 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 put a little uh, food yeah. in a kibble in his kitten bowl, then that's fine by me. Yeah. And I don't begrudge him. I, I wonder too. And this is a argument. Uh, well, it doesn't matter who I'd argue with this, but I wonder if the director could have reined him in, you know, like just, I, I, I feel like some of that was he's Brent, let him be Brent. This is Star right. Trek. We don't get in the way. He's like, come on, you can do more, Brent. I've seen you. This is, this is, uh, you're the first choice. When you read the script, the choice you're making, that was the very first choice that popped in your head and you didn't think about it more. You're just saying the words, just I, give me something more. I wonder if a, that was the direction that he was given, right? So, like, I think so. Unlike, unlike the the two of you guys, I um really enjoyed. Well, as Dan alluded to, I really enjoyed uh, this Wesley surprise 
I enjoyed Wesley Crusher. I would argue that his acting was it was Will Wheaton talking, right? If you if you watch a lot of the mm-hmm. um the, the ready the, room the ready rooms and yeah. stuff like that, or if you if you've listened to uh, will will speak about different things, not when he's acting or he's doing cameos on Big Bang Theory or something like that. His cadence is very much yeah what it you're was right, Cicero. in 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 this. Right. It, it was a bad impression of of Wesley Crusher. Yes, a great yes. impression of Will Wheaton. Yes, Wheaton. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So so I think I think what we got was the writer saying, "Hey, we've got Will Wheaton. Let's use like who's around." Right. Who's around? We can't use a bunch like we can't get strangers to to play in the sandbox with us because strangers are dirty. Who's around that we know that we can get to play in the sandbox with us? And Will Wheaton's around. Right. Because he's you know, he's doing interviews and he's doing all the stuff with the cast anyway. Um, So they they got him and they like, oh, well, what can we do with him? Here, here it is. He's a traveler, and the travelers have been responsible. They're like, you know, part of the syndicate that runs the the Watchers, and they do all these other things. And here's the union, um, <laughs> and and then you know, and then Wesley Crusher, aka Will Wheaton, playing Will Wheaton as an adult Wesley Crusher, um, just says some things in a real earnest way, and and you know, and it sounds very <laughs> ASMR. Um, and it was completely pointless. It was absolutely and had nothing whatsoever. It was not earned. It, it had nothing whatsoever to do with the story. It didn't. Um, it didn't aid the story in any way. It won't pay any dividends uh, uh, in the story going forward, which we'll talk about uh, a, a little bit later. It was completely useless. But I loved every second of it. I I loved every I loved every I marked out I I marked out completely for it. If um, uh, if they offered a subscription service called fanservice.tv.monthly, I would subscribe. Right. <laughs> Paramount Plus. Right, Paramount right. Plus. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to find it. You wouldn't be able right. to find it because the right. interface is um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. oh, it is terrible. I'm glad you said that, Dan, because I. <laughs> I feel this, and I thought maybe it was my LG TV. I yeah. hate the yeah. UI for Paramount yes. Plus. It so, is, um, so, <laughs> it's, it has its challenges on every platform. Oh my god! Um, yeah, Jimmy, I have an LG TV. I'll be applying to have, uh, UN as ambassador I in have the near railed, future. Railed against this app on that television. Yes. Several weeks Let in a row. Let me ask you this, it, Cicero. How many yes. times have you went to select the show <laughs> and it goes and to the next one? I was like, I'm trying to watch Halo. Why are you showing me oh. Gilmore Girls? What's going on? This shared trauma. Uh, oh, this oh, shared trauma. Oh, my God. So yes, is so frustrating. It's so frustrating. You guys got to be pirates. Um, you don't man. know when anything is on. And when you do figure out, when you finally do figure out the cadence, you can't watch the damn show that you want to because, you know, the inputs. Right. Like, right. I, right. Like I've got, I've got an OLED television that can display things at 120 frames per second, but this thing is on dial up, right? Like, you know, <laughs> yep. right. 
and the fact that I've had to add every Star Trek show to my list, quote my oh, list, yeah. so that I can just freaking find it when I want to, because none of it is in any kind of a discernible. Anyway, this is not right. the Paramount feedback podcast. It could easily it could easily turn into that as well. I think um, we have some user interface right. guidelines that we'd <laughs> so, like to offer some guidance by. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's, so let's move on. Let's move on with the plot a little bit more. Uh, so Q and Picard discuss the purpose of the trial with Q hoping that Picard has learned to let go of the past and accept love. Q then uses the last of his power to send Picard, Seven, and Rafi back to the Stargazer in their own timeline well, El- where Elnor is alive. Uh, <laughs> we're, finally, we're finally getting some moments, right? Q loves Jean-Luc, and we get to see Q profess his love for the Admiral. Even the gods have favorites. Was this the fitting end for this friendship, this adventure, and partially the season that you were hoping for? Greg, I'll start with you. I thought this last scene was touching. I did think that uh, Picard uh, and Q having this moment together was beautiful it was nice i I, and it really was it was this leading up to that hug that picard gives q at the end and you see q's surprise that he is getting what he actually wanted which was some type of friendship at the end of uh q's life if if, if that's what you can call it it was not earned at all uh this was not what this series was about this series was about so many other stupid things like like, <laughs> like immigration uh and uh, <laughs> uh borg uh, integration right. and and right. and and yeah. all that like if there was just so much yeah. in between Thanks. that that right. scene that they had in episode two which if you remember when we talked guys i was like oh there's this is so much great they're setting up such a great uh feeling of of these two uh characters re-examining their lives from from you know, being near death together. Like I thought right. that was going to be a beautiful thing and it just wasn't about that. And then just to have the shoehorned in at the end uh, just didn't feel earned. It felt like th- this should have been what this, the show was about. Like mm-hmm. forget about all these other stupid plot points that, right. you know, they told us how they were solving them as they were solving them each time. <laughs> Don't do that. Like make th- this could have been like a three-parter. This could have been a two, yeah. like a really, really strong two-parter, mm-hmm. like like the old you know Q episodes of yore, right? And just have it be like these two characters really understanding how they have a connection. However, you know it's evolved over the years. Like we didn't see from the end of TNG. We don't know what happened. Had they really not seen each other and? 20 years right Right, like i know that they allude to the fact that it's been you know 30 plus years of history between them but we don't know what's happened between them last time we saw q he was not in love with picard the way he is right here show us some of that show some of the 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 longing and the emotional uh growth that that q must have had over this time and then this would have been such a great uh finale to this to this episode and to this franchise to the to the next generation of franchise that everybody knows and loves so well. I mean, like again, it starts like for many modern Star Trek fans, like their love of Star Trek was cemented by that Encounter at Farpoint episode. Yeah, 
And it yeah. was about these two uh, arguing about the morality of life. Mm-hmm. That's what this plot was about was right. the morality of life. And Picard having this guilt from his mother's uh, suicide. Right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's have like some real uh, issues that these two amazing actors could have had together to really get to something. It could, it could have been really transcendent and elevated beyond sci-fi to like actual art. The way this came out, it was just like plot, 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 plot. And then they hit you with an emotional kind of, you know, metal bat at the end, which we all succumb to a little bit. I think, I don't don't think anybody, you know, listening to this would didn't shed at least a little bit of a proverbial tear at the end of this uh, series. Yeah. But man, it could have been so much better. Yeah, Dan, uh, well said, well said, Greg. Dan, Dan, what was your feeling about this ending here? Was it, did it feel fitting to you? Well, I mean, fitting, yeah, in that it was very touching and very well done. And I was glad to see these characters have that moment. However, right. to Greg's point, that was not what this show was about um in the in the meat in between you know the the what what happened between episodes three and uh nine uh is not what was resolved in episode 10 um you know those intermediary episodes were about getting uh you know getting agnes to become the borg queen more and it was about picard uh resolving his inability to love outside of the loss of his mother so i mean i understand that but this moment um, again wasn't earned in that way, and I but I loved it right mm-hmm. as someone who has friends still in my life who who predate the the debut of of you know the next generation um, some friends I've known since I was five nine twelve years old um, and, and you know we approach the end of our life as as Q said you know there's nothing beyond the horizon. Um, and, and, and contemplating what that means to have friends for decades now, uh, right. and, and, and then friends like you all who, you know, we have a shared decades long experience, even if we haven't known each other for that long. Um, but I, I do believe that Q favors Picard. Um, and I do believe that Picard is frustrated with Q uh, and, and to the point that he doesn't understand his uh, relevance to Q until this moment. But it wasn't earned through this show. Again, they lean into what we already feel about these characters. Essentially, they're like, hey, hmm? Tapestry 2.0, am I right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? You guys, oh, them heartstrings, going to play them heartstrings. Might as well be, you know, Riker's trombone named Your Heart. Right. Um, <laughs> as as much as they're play- and, and and that's okay, I guess you know we're all here for nostalgia these days. It's it's easy to kind of be like, oh, they've never done that before. But why haven't they ever done that before? Well, because we have never had fifty, sixty, you know, plus years worth of lore in this medium before. Uh, and so, yeah, while everything's a remix and there's always a reboot, but but at the same time, you know there isn't any record of a franchise having this breadth of, of, of 
knowledge and lore to, to, to pull from. So yeah, they're going to, it's kind of like where the MCU is now. If you went to see Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness and you were lost, well, I'm sorry, you have homework to do now. You can't just step in the middle. Right. right. So I'm in the, you know, I, I see both sides of it, but ultimately um, it, it was 100% playing the hits. Um, and somewhere in between, they just wanted to tell us the story that they told us. Jimmy, is is this a show um, that is kind of gated? Is this a show where you feel like um, you have to you have to have come in with with this knowledge of TOS going in in order to appreciate? what what you got out of it got out of the series i definitely feel like this moment you needed all of that for yeah i agree for that moment you you needed tng i think part of the issue with this season was they were trying to write it in a way where they mitigated as much as possible you can enter into star trek with picard like this, right. this could be a launch, um, and and that really fell flat. Um, I loved this moment uh, because it's two gifted actors doing their thing. So it didn't, uh, and and that's not. I don't disagree with anything that Greg and Dan said. It wasn't earned. I felt like they started the idea of Picard season two with this scene in mind. Right. They mm-hmm. thought it like that was a spark. Like Q's gonna die. And he's going to confess his love. And then they didn't know what else to do because like Greg and Dan have mentioned, Stretch. it it had nothing to do with this season. And I had the opposite uh, flash when this moment happened to me or when I saw this moment happen on the screen, instead of thinking I would have liked to have seen um, that unfold, like him trying to, or, or I get, this is this is how it hit me. I thought what a brilliant idea that a God always knew where you were going to go. And so everything that Q put you through, he knew you needed this. You needed uh, to be put through uh, encounter at Farpoint. You needed me to come on to uh, put you at a planet that was about to explode. Uh, You needed me to, uh, introduce the Borg to you way before you ever should have met them because you could not have arrived at this moment without it. I'm not saying that's all true. I would have loved to see right. brilliant actors suss that out. Like I did everything because I already knew you before I knew you because I'm a God and I wanted <laughs> you to get to this point where you could let go. Like you, you've, you're one of the most, uh, impactful people in the universe with the things that you've done with fighting the Borg, being a Borg, freeing the Romulans, like getting them off of that planet. Um, and still you, uh, uh, you hold yourself down with these things that are easily let go these fretters that can be cut. And I want you to know that it's always been for you. And like, I loved it. The touching of the hands to his face and the, the gentleness. And it was, you know, I really wish they w- we would have seen more of that. So we could have felt the buildup to this moment of when we say goodbye. And it was, you know, it was lovely because they were saying, we're saying goodbye to John Delancey. Right. We likely right. won't get to see him again unless they, of course, with sci-fi, which is, I love, he could <laughs> yeah. come back in some way. It's, you're never dead. <laughs> if the audience right. is out there in sci-fi but it was like we, we are saying goodbye and it was worthy like it, they didn't earn the moment 
but the moment was worthy as Dan was alluding to, like we're writing for us and not for this universe of Star Trek. If I understood him, like stop doing that right for Star Trek and not for us as trying to go back. And and it was, uh, but it was a really well done, um, you know, Star Trek convention moment of John Delancey will never come back to the convention again. And this is a moment where you get to revel in cuteness and say goodbye and it was in that regard perfect mm-hmm. yeah i uh i yeah i've got like this yeah that's ten thousand foot view of this season that i want to i want to drop on you guys but i want to give dan the floor uh to say anything else i i just wanted to you know when we talk about the what what could have happened in the middle we're in 2024. You know, Gabriel Bell is is somewhere in this story. And right. you know, what a what a missed opportunity to tie it mm-hmm. into even if you can't get, you know, bless him Avery Brooks uh to do uh to come in and be Cisco. There the fact that there's that 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 fun moment between, you know, the only time Cisco and Q had an interaction, there could have just been a, a brilliant way to bring that in uh, and still include the, the Borg stuff, uh, but give some real, you know, back meat, you know, back back uh, bacon, some some real fat back to the to the, <laughs> to the meat of what's going on in this story instead of just, you know. I'm going to go in here and listen to this lady sing and then break some windows and feel good about right. that and right. so on and so forth. Like, and chew on some batteries and, you know, like we all put a battery <laughs> in a nine volt in our mouth when we were kids. And, you know, I Am mean, I anyway, now? <laughs> right. Uh, and I, but, you know, what a, I just, you know, if, if we were writing it, the four of us, I feel like there, that's a place where we would have taken it. Yeah, I so uh, I again like as I'm hearing, I'm agreeing with everything that everyone's saying. I like I really sit back and I wonder how much the you know COVID and and filming during COVID and and um, you know being mindful and protecting your your principal cast uh, factored into the narrative decisions or at, at least. Uh, created potential narrative limitations to uh, what they were doing and, or what they were attempting to do. Um, But when I, you know, as I sat back at the end of this season and I, I took a look at what we got from a 10,000 foot view, I was able to say, well, what we got was uh, a story with Q and Picard where Q is dying, but he's, he's telling Picard that he was, you know, that, that uh, Picard was always his favorite dude in the entire universe. And that's cool. And we're getting a reimagining of the Borg, right? Like, like that's right. a very Star Trek thing to do. And we'll talk about that in a second, but like, um, like that's a cool thing to explore, but, it, but like, as soon as, you start to dive down and you start to get closer. You see the blemishes, right? And, and um, there, this season was full of them, full of them. And, you know, so much so that it really, it really made even the 10,000 foot view feel like you've, you know, like you've got to like uh, over, overlook lots of different things to be able to just, 
take that elevator pitch and say that is what we that is what we got this season. Um, it, it, it was a tough pill to swallow, but um, that moment between Q and and Picard was was a great one, um, and it was great to be able to see. Um, uh, it was one that I think fans of TNG, people that have been kind of enjoying the 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 back and forth between these two actors and these two characters for the last 30 years um that was something that we earned but those characters in that season did not uh, i, I wonder all last thing before yeah. we move on yeah yeah i just wonder if you were watching star picard without having right. watched next right. generation would this have made any emotional sense to you at all i i i, I can't Absolutely believe that it not. would have I Absolutely can't believe not. that it would happen. And, then, yeah. and that's fact, just bad writing. Like that just right, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like yeah. you can't it's, it's like watching the uh it's like watching the rise of Skywalker first. It's like right. yeah. I mean yeah. it's like watching the rise of Skywalker at all, but right. uh, what, what's that movie you refer to? I don't is yeah, that right. I, we're, again words in English that don't make sense in the order yeah. I said them. I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, it's true. It's true. Yeah, but like so, the only reason why the four of us are saying we enjoyed that moment was because of our love of right. absolutely because we were on the other side of the gate. 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, to that point, my partner started, I, I tried to get my partner to watch Picard with me, who her her access or her knowledge of Star Trek began with the Kelvin films hmm. and like half a season of Discovery before she tapped out. And uh, she watched like 10 minutes of the show and she was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yep. Why do I care? Yep. you know and 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 left um and you know and and to her credit had she gotten to the point where you know we got to each have like that would have meant meant nothing to her nothing absolutely nothing so yeah you know so this show is about nostalgia oh and 100 percent. The, the series is about nostalgia i think you know and and adding these new characters that we that we like I, I fell in love with the with the the cast of misfits that they brought along with with Picard in season one. We got a lot more time with those characters here in season two. Um, but I think we didn't get a lot of time with them doing anything of substance. We just got to see them make quips and and interact with each other, which which I enjoyed. Um, but it it leads us to the end of uh, this episode and season with uh, Picard recognizing uh, Picard recognizes that this board queen is Agnes uh, whose collective uh, whose collective has detected a new trans warp conduit that they offer to monitor as a provisional as provisional members of the Federation. After reuniting with the old Aguinan and learning about Rios's life in the 21st century, Picard returns to his chateau and asks Laris for a second chance at being together. I think one of the most Star Trek things that they did this year was uh, mirror-versing the Borg. Um, one last season with, with uh, one, one last great set piece before we hit credits, which sets up the unknown existential threat for our final season with J.L. Picard. Another last, another last was, was had a 10 forward with us saying goodbye. Uh, speaking of goodbyes, we lost several characters in this final episode. Alison Pill, Issa Briones, 
Evan Evergora and Santiago Cabrera have all confirmed that they will not be returning to reprise their roles of Girardi, Soji, or Corey, Elnor, and Rios, respectively. Who do you believe received the best send-off, and who was left wanting? Um, Dan, I'll, I'll go with you first. Uh, out of the list, um, none of them got the send-off they deserved, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I want to take a step back. Uh, and, and I will still stand by my initial uh, assessment that I thought the new board queen was somehow to be Picard's mother, just based on the look up Jean-Luc, um, and then playing the song, but but not disappointed that it was Agnes, because I love Allison Pill. Um, you could make an entire Star Trek show out of, so, you know, Scott Pilgrim saves the Star Trek universe would be an amazing movie. Everybody yes. agrees. Wow. Um, <laughs> Damn. And uh, if you don't agree, that is uh, send send your uh, complaints to uh, uh, you know uh, digresscast at gmail.com. I'm uh, happy to discuss those <laughs> points with you. Um, but but what I like, okay, here's what I like. I love the idea of Allison Pill as Agnes as the board queen, um, and 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 the and the dichotomy that they played was so delicious. Um, I love the new design of the uh, the uh, angular uh, Borg. You know, so in the past we had the the gray uh, veiny, you know, spiderweb spread of Borg. That was nano uh, crypt, crypt, Kryptonian Borg. Yeah, and so now uh, we have yeah, a more like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like Superman. Know, exactly right. There's some it's angular and some spiky. and some and some design to it and i love it some symmetry it was really nicely done um a lot less body horror from what i could tell um and i 100 had to refrain from tweeting my joy over the idea of a universe of sevens because please everyone and thank you um, <laughs> because it would, i mean come on it would be beautiful would it not i mean in all the ways um and so but what I didn't like about this particular take on the Borg and what they did with Agnes was they literally fridged her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, let's be honest about the design of the Borg ship. Hmm? Yeah, flower. Am I right? <laughs> Looking a lot like a thing, right? Yes. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I agree with you, Cicero, that, quote, mirrorversing the Borg, uh, flipping the switch, and that, okay, this is, you know, it's the Doctor Strange of out of 14, you know, million, billion, or whatever it was, uh, existence. Right. This is the one where maybe we stand a chance of not being eradicated uh, because we Borg with kindness. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, what's with this transwarp conduit? Why did we park the Borg there? Um, you know, we had a, we had a, uh, you know, a shield X machina where everybody shows up. Let's fire. Let's all point our noses in the right direction and, and firm up our shield harmonics. Um, thank goodness the duress susters weren't around to take advantage. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I am honestly upset. I mean, was, was Evan and Vagora Evan in the show this season? Um, Santiago uh, Cabrera absolutely deserves a show as captain of the Stargazer. Um, I, I love that Seven got a field commission, and, and you know, but she deserves proper props. Uh, and if I had my druthers, I'd take a Fenris Rangers show if we're getting Jerry Ryan to come back. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm disappointed in all of that. 
But at the same time, I am excited to see the family youth with the um, with the TNG cast. And I understand that we only have so much money to spend. Um, but, uh, you know, it, Mr. Paramount Plus, uh, Bob Paramount Plus, if you're listening, uh, I would gladly pay you $10 a show. Whoa. For, whoa. For, for, you know, if you give me, um, you know, if you gave me a Rios as Captain Stargazer. You know, if you or or, or or you know seven as Fenris Rangers, um, I, I would give you ten dollars a show a month, right? The, the, I, I'm serious, right? Or you could hire me and this entire panel uh, to make sure we get it right next time. Anyway, right. uh, I was Decker out. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was I was gonna say the thoughts and opinions of one Dan Decker do not reflect those of uh, Discovery Debrief. But then you know, but then you're trying to get us jobs, uh, so I'm not sure how I feel about all the things that you said. And I'm not paying ten dollars a show for anything, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure you're not also paying ten dollars a show for for a thing. <laughs> Hell that, no. <laughs> who, who, who do you think of of that of that uh, fatal foursome uh, got the best send off and and who got the worst? Oh yeah, well I agree with Dan pretty much that none of them got a great send off. Um, I'd like to say that I love the mirror versing of the Borg, like you brought up. I love. Uh, I thought it was logical that we we meet a character we've already seen they're introduced to the borg and they impact the borg and we get something right. different i loathed the way they had the borg queen up until allison like there was nothing about uh the the dialogue they gave that actor or what the actor did that to me seemed like how are you from a collective everything about you seems uh, we've said it before, mustache twirly and typical bad person. Like, uh, there's nothing that suggests to me that you are ever a part of a giant collective. You're so individual uh, and specific in what you do. Um, and it just, it seemed very unborg, uh, uh, very unlike the what we had seen before. So I was really happy to see what they did. I love that the Borg in time immemorial always stays on brand. Everything's green with a little bit of black. Even when they take over American commandos, their laser sights are laser green. Sights like, are it's like, green. that's our yep. brand. It's yep. like T-Mobile yep. magenta. We don't right. change it. It's green. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. I think it's kind of cool when you show up in a scary costume. You're like, hey, I'm Agnes. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great bad guy name. Agnes, right. the Borg. Um but, you know, for the other ones, yeah, it's like, uh, thanks for showing up. You know, you were, you you had a job for a while, and now you don't. Here's your write-off. You're, you're kind of a captain. You're back alive, kid over there with the karate skills. And, uh, well, we don't know what we're going to do with you. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Rafi? Like, what do you? She didn't get yeah. anything. Oh, so I guess she's yeah. the worst. Like, I guess, because yeah. I didn't. I don't yeah. remember her getting Soji. anything. Is that Soji? Yeah, so that was Soji. No, no, so, Soji, Soji, Soji Rafi, the one who hooks up with Seven. Yes, yes. That's the. But she's now, that's back. a series I'll pay ten bucks an episode for. Right, there right, <laughs> right there. I'm I mean, he, there's nothing saying Rafi can't be a Fenris Ranger. Is what I'm saying. Right, they, you know, that's true. All that in on true. that. That's true. Great, and 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 and, and Elnor too. Like, just let's make. I mean, uh, like I said, Bob Paramount Plus. Uh, ideas right here. Right? <laughs> you know? 
Greg, uh, who who got the best send off? I who got I, the worst send off. I uh, I think Rios got the worst send off. I thought his arc. I I loved that character. He disparaged himself living on his own. Like I I think that sounds great. Having five holograms that you're hanging out with that are right. funny. Like that seems uh, pretty cool, but then he, you know, he often got his uh, captaincy, and then he meets a girl, and he throws space time continuum to the wind, tells her everything, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, no, this is much better. I like life here." I just, yeah, that didn't maybe. seem real to me. I guess I'm, I don't know. Maybe I would have made that choice, I, but. I feel like he was so much cooler as as the captain of the Stargazer, and I would have liked that to continue. Um, I don't like that we had poor Whoopi Goldberg being saddled with the worst exposition dialogue ever to have to tell us what happened to him. I don't care. Literally, her entire job this season was exposition. Was exposition. It's like, yep. come on. <laughs> I'm sure you guys talked about that in the episodes with uh, Young Guinan, but they should have just had Whoopi do those more like guide man am i right what what <laughs> what, what? <laughs> just point to the to the picture and say like yeah they had a good life i would i know i was happy to have known them i don't but need to know to the new actor who played young guy oh yeah yeah uh, oh, no. who, only because they they found without a without a tag they found a tweet where i mentioned how great the their performance was and i thought that was awesome oh, that is cool <laughs> that is cool right um, twitter, twitter is great for those things you know elnor i never really had, had a connection to i thought he was more uh, a foil or a reason for picard to do things in season one and then right. apparently rafi has a strong and that was her whole motivation for season two <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Soji, I didn't <laughs> like it at all. I, I, one thing I just want to say, like this show is called Star Trek Picard. Yes. It's not called Star Trek Picard and his new band of family. And his gay. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing with like, we're a family because that's what we are. And like, no, you're not. You, you right. spent some time together. We're work buddies. Work right? buddies. <laughs> you, you had like a band of misfits, as you said. Right. They mm-hmm. that the family is what's going to come in season three with right. <laughs> the old TNG cast. Like that feels like me as the thought of them as a family. I didn't right. think his comment there was very well earned. I thought it was lame that Guyan was away apart from them too. Like why is right. she separate? Like, you don't get to come home? over here. Why was, is she not the was, bartender of her own bar? Like was she- right. It was that all of that was weird. And the only thing that I can think is that both Whoopi Goldberg and uh and patrick stewart are like they'd rather stay stationary um you know aren't trying to <laughs> She's move like, I, can get up. I am right. not moving over there right. and, <laughs> well and, and even um, to your point they were probably not one of them filmed at the same time like there was probably right. a covid thing where they filmed picard's things and then they had some cut in you yeah know, uh, yeah uh, looks well, I, so, so you're probably right you know was i was right. kind of thinking that as well but i do think that there was a shot over over Picard's shoulder that had Guinan in the background. CGI it could, man. It could have been could Mandalorian. Have been it does everything is you know who knows what That's is, true. was computerized. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, I think all three of them or all four of them didn't really get a good uh, send off. Poor. I, I enjoy the idea of Agnes as the as Borg and rehabilitating the Borg. I guess, but I agree totally with Jimmy. Is that I completely and this is true of First Contact. I think the whole idea of a board queen is antithetical to my idea of why the board was scary. The board are. 
right. not not right. even what they are, just like why they were terrifying was that there was no apex leader, right? Right. Right. Well, was no, yeah. right. No head right? of the snake. So right. they ruined that in right. first contact, and they continued ruining it here. That reveal of Gerardi as Borg Queen, she just looks like a cute. She looks funny. I will. <laughs> it was laughable. Completely, one hundred percent honest in that. I did not buy into the Borg Queen ideology, except for the grace of Alex Creek. Um, Performance-wise, fine. It was, it was yeah, fun I know. Like, her she's go the nuts, only but... reason that I could buy into the idea of that character, and I am willing to give that an awfully wide path. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. and and especially since it leads us to to Agnes Borgatti. Um, who is, you know, just, it, it's, it, it's a weird kind of adorable uh, when she <laughs> reveals her mask. You know? Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, right. I just, are, I don't, a real puppy. you know, and right. it continues my, it continues my, my trend of, of somewhat uncomfortable crush uh, in the realm of Star Trek with, you know, we have Luxana Troy. Um, and right. we have, well, as a youngster, you know, obviously even Dr. Crusher was a, was an older woman for me there. And so, you know, all of these questions continue to be answered. And then you get to, um, cyborg, uh, nanoprobe, uh, take over the world, take over the universe, um, kind of, kind of level. And I mean, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice for love? Honestly. But the whole time, well, about, uh, you would you sacrifice know. Dan. You lost me there. Is that what yeah. you would sacrifice for Borg Club? That's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, there are choices to be made uh, in this, in this, you know, on this interstate of, in this interstate of Borg. Right. If it, if it's you're Leos, man, you're, you're you're sacrificing 400 years of technological progress for real peanut butter and a real cigar. <laughs> Well, and then okay, um, and, but wait. Yeah, and so the board enterprise though did they did they ping these new enlightened Borg or did they ping old school Borg? Don't uh, think about it, man. That's why I, yeah, I think right. I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. my, it's already wait, happened. Did the board queen um, know this? Did, wait, did Key yeah. introduce the queen knows everything? She's the I venom of the Picard verse. Yes, we're just, <laughs> connected on the web of everything. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, I man. I looked at I looked at this and was just like, well, first off, I called the Rios thing real early in the season um, that they were setting this up for him to to stay, and it was actually Dan who convinced me that maybe I was wrong and that they were going to, uh, you know, Take episode Star Trek, yeah, Star Trek for it, and 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 bring bring them to the future. Speaking of twirling mustaches, right. right. <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, I, you know, I think of all of their, their send-offs, Rios may have been the most satisfying because we, you know, even though Whoopi's only job was exposition, we did get an exposition dump of this dumb life that he decided to live, uh, where it was him and this woman who he was in love with, that's great. And this and this kid who, uh, to your point, Jimmy, was also singularly responsible for right. helping Aunt Renee with the the you know the alien thing that they bring back that cleans the oceans and the seas that makes everything so great. Um, 
So, you know, like, right. Cause there's uh, not enough people in the world. There aren't enough people in the world. So it has <laughs> 9 to be billion people. people and they're all right. named Picard right. or Rios um, or yeah. It, it, like the, they're all songs. <laughs> Is that just cause the just, writers are like, I can't think of any other names. I, no. These are the, I have a hard time with That's because he left. <laughs> I landed on those. Wordle. That's it. They were playing Wordle and it was broken. It yeah. was it stuck it's on only Zoom every every day. Madness. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I that was that was bad. But to me, the the Soji Corey thing was bad because like Corey made no sense. Just the the character didn't make it. The character didn't make any sense. Nope. I didn't understand why we. And all I can think she... of, it's not lol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, um, like yeah, I didn't I, care. I, right. Like, you know, I mean, it just wasn't, there wasn't anything going on for that character. Like, she was the motivation for soon, but she didn't really need that be that motivation for soon to like get him to participate with the things that Q wanted soon to do. Like none of that stuff really mattered. And then, you know, and then Corey winds up going off with Wesley Crusher with the travelers. She's now a traveler and they're both gone. Right. Wesley says, you know, Will Wheaton says that Wesley Crusher won't be in season three of Picard. Um, I, I don't know whether or not to believe him because he was able to keep the secret is so, so really, you know, so very well. But, um, but Issa Briones has already confirmed that she's not going to be wow. part of, of the next season. Um, so it's, it was weird to me to watch both that character and the Elnor character um, where the writers just basically said, ah, you know, we don't, we don't, know what to do with these guys we don't have anything for them to do so they just you know wrote them off and then you know at least these guys got paid for a season of 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 television so uh, you know props to that again like you know i'm always for people getting getting their getting a check um but they i don't feel like they knew what to do with these with these characters and and then they just kind of disappeared. Corey, as a as a MacGuffin, is a failure of the Beckville test all by itself. Yes, yes. Her entire existence is to motivate male characters or mm-hmm. male presenting characters, I should say. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't know what 100%. travelers present. They can be right. whatever the heck they want, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, her, their, uh, you the know, Corey's part. entire existence is a, is a Beckville failure. Right. As yeah, is Renee's. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, uh well, uh so there's that. Yeah, so uh <laughs> let's talk about the season as a whole. How do you feel about the season as a whole? Jimmy, I'll give it to you. Oh, this was a big handful of boogers for me. <laughs> um it was uh like watching I a CW delicious. show. I love it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Like watching uh, a CW show. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, there was, I, I could walk out and it didn't matter. I didn't have to pause it if I went to the bathroom. Uh, there was many moments where I just wanted to fast forward through it, which I've never experienced with the TNG franchise. I've never right. wanted to just fast forward. 
Uh, and that happened more than once. I didn't actually do it, but there were moments where I was sitting there watching the show like, oh, I wish I could just fast forward through this. I don't care about it. Um, and it, it's it's very telling that today I watched a recap of season two, like a, a YouTube recap. And it was exactly four minutes long. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Because right. <laughs> it was right. it was just those few moments that were good all crunched together. <laughs> um, but the season, when you unfold the accordion, you're like, oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> right. uh, so it just was not up to uh, to Star Trek level. It wasn't it wasn't nearly good enough. Yeah, that that. Uh... Yeah, that four minute uh, video reminds me of my ten foot thousand, you know, my ten thousand foot analogy. But also, uh, there was an old Mad TV sketch, um, dating myself again, uh, that was The Sopranos on Pax. And <laughs> the if you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll link it to you guys so that you can walk away with that. That's my parting gift to you. But you know, the tagline for it is. The Sopranos on packs between, you know, 927 and 930 every, you know, every day on packs uh, because they cut it. You know, they, they right. it's just all these jump cuts. <laughs> Fucking this and fudging that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but the, like, I, I really do understand how a four minute version of this season would have been great. Uh, Greg, what did you think? How how many minutes of the season did you need? <laughs> well, I, I I enjoyed the first two episodes. I really sure. did. Uh, when we talked about it, I was like, yeah. man, they've they've set up this great runway. I can't wait to see where they're going to go with it. It's going to be great. The last season, I thought, did not end well. I don't think they're going to do that again. And then season three and four, I mean, episode three and four and five, I'm just like, what is happening? I actually stopped for a while and I was like, all right, I got to get through these last few episodes. Uh, right. Kind of watch them all. Um, and then these last two, I I have never done this before while watching Star Trek, but I actually said, oh, come on. Like, what? <laughs> Serious? Like, I, was, I was yelling at the screen. I was also maybe a little bit COVID-y when I was watching <laughs> So a little bit delirious, but it was it was like I was I Mystery Science Theater three thousand with two of my best friends yelling at the screen. It just didn't make any sense. It, it was like you're. T- it, it fell all apart for all the reasons we mentioned uh, about um, the character buildup. I, you know, to your point, I think this should have been a two parter or maybe a three parter that was investigating the uh, the main plot, which is Picard and Q having their reconciliation after, you know, you, they could have even kept all the stargazer stuff. Like, oh, that could have totally worked. That filler in between was unnecessary. It didn't add anything. And it was about things that aren't even really what Star Trek is about. Like I said, right. like immigration and the, we, the FBI agent plot like what the heck was that all about which they missed a thing right they, they could have that actor was in tng they could have tied him in could have been a time yes. cop right and they did what he yeah. maybe he's yeah. an observer and we don't even know because right. will wheaton's right. getting the band together with their travelers checks <laughs> <laughs> yeah as a whole this was really really poor done. i didn't think season two was going to be worse than season one the way it ended yeah. and uh it is by far worse <laughs> that makes Enterprise look like a gem. Whoa, 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 
Whoa. All right, we'll have Whoa. we'll have our fights after the show's run. <laughs> <laughs> Remember my karate stories. <laughs> Dad, what did you, what were your feelings of of season two of of Picard? Okay, I I, I you know bringing in everything that everyone else has already said season two relies a lot on uh your homework having been done um and and understanding um you know all the easter eggs uh, if you came into this cold you wouldn't understand why uh, i you know i'm from chile i only work in outer space is fun you wouldn't understand why you know you know your zero g gravity training um your uh you know you wouldn't understand why the slingshot or the gary seven or any of the the trophies in picard's trophy room none of these things matter if you haven't watched the next generation right and to some extent deep space nine excuse me and what and that's okay but but Picard can't be enjoyed as a you can't excise it from Trek and enjoy it as a as a whole piece right um and and season two relies so much on on these callbacks and that's not a bad thing I you know Cicero every time I've been on here you know those are the things that I pull the positives to uh in this episode this finale was no different in the season as a whole uh being a, 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 you know a set of basically you know uh what back in the day we would we would go along with a nitpicker's guide and call a lot of fun right um and, and as a fan i thoroughly appreciate that but you know picard star trek picard as a entity is about 10 episodes long and that's the first three episodes and the last two episodes of season one and about the same from season two and if you put those together you got a really concise story that you don't need all of that what happens in the middle really to get there and that's kind of sad and it is intrinsic no 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 it's not necessarily built into the DNA, but it is a part of or a problem with or my only complaint about modern Star Trek storytelling is this um, filler and then the need to rush the ending. And uh, again, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's it is a problem when you're taking um, a non-serialized group of or a non-serialized franchise and you're serializing it um and you don't and you've got what we've alluded to and and it's something that they've admitted in in the past which is they're starting with the moment right um in in this particular case uh it was i I think you're right greg it was that moment between q and picard with the hug right they started with that and they they were like, all right, let's extrapolate a story that ends, you know, primarily ends with that, uh, and and we'll build something about it. Uh, season one of Discovery was built around the idea that at the end of season one of Discovery, you will see the the Enterprise seventeen oh one, right? You're going to see the NCC seventeen oh one. 
Uh, and then they, they worked it, they worked backwards from there. Um, and, and, you know, and that has its pluses, but it also has its minuses, right? And, and part of, part of what has, has been a, a, an habitual problem, as Dan alluded to with this modern Trek has, has been them trying to cram so much stuff in, in, into these finales. Uh, and, um, I, I think this season for me, the season of Picard was, was like going to Golden Corral. Um, it like, <laughs> if you go to, right, if you've, if you, if you've ever been to Golden Corral, there may be they like, call it steak. Right, right. So you, so you, so you, you've, you're going there because there's some item that they make, right. They've got a billion different things there. Um, but there's some item that they, that they have on the menu or in the trough that that you really really enjoy so you go in there and the the first thing you do is you go and you get that thing that you like and you eat some of that and then you're like all right well here i'm here there's all this crap around here well let me get a little of this let me get a little of that let me get a little of this and then it's just like oh you know all this shit is terrible right well well, you go there because there's 815 hours of what you want to eat (laughs) (laughs) yeah right like you know but there's so you're you're eating all of these things and they're all terrible and you're like oh i'm never gonna try that again like that didn't go anywhere I, i like i've got all this crap on my plate and then you know you're like all right i'm starting to get full let me go back to get the thing that i really liked in the first place that, you know, kind of the reason that I'm here in the, in the first place. And then you eat that and you're like, Oh yeah, that, that thing was good. But then you realize like, I'm, I'm still at golden corral. Right. And, and that's kind of how I felt about, about Picard season two. Like you, 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 you came for the queue. You got really excited because it was going to be Q and Picard and, when they were there on the scene in the beginning, you were like, oh, man, this is great. And then in the middle, there was like all this other stuff that like seemed like it could go somewhere, but it it didn't pay any dividends. It didn't go anywhere. That immigration plot didn't go anywhere. Like that could have been an easy lead into the stuff that we wound up seeing in San Francisco that was happening around the same period of time. Um, and they could have gone off on that, but they didn't. They mm-hmm. didn't at all. Then they, you know, then they started vilifying uh, ICE, right? <laughs> you know, and not vilifying the cops. And, you know, like there, was, there was just all the stuff, Gerardi's, uh music number, and then she's all Avril Lavigne all over the place in combat boots. Like, there was all this crap that Elnor dies, and we get, you know, seven episodes of, you know, Agnes slowly morphing into the Borg Queen, is Talon, uh, is Talon Laris, is Laris Talon, is she a Romulan? No, she's not a Romulan. Oh, she is a Romulan. Like, who cares? None of that stuff, none of that stuff paid any dividends. It didn't do anything to move the plot along. But we, we spent so much time dealing with all of that crap when all we really cared about was, uh, you know, like, oh, here is Picard and Q. They really played, you know, that really paid off. But, like, I, I had to suffer through all this crap. And, oh, by the way, I discovered uh, this pineapple upside down pound cake and ice cream in the form of the new board. <laughs> and that was pretty good, too. But I'm still at Golden Corral, right? Yeah. And and that was that was season two for me. 
I'm glad you stuck uh, with Dan. that analogy all the way to the end, Cicero. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. You got to, you got to man. You got to finish. <laughs> Dan, what do you got to say? Well, Are you hungry now? Uh, well, I think you'll appreciate where I'm going to go with this. It's like, okay, so so classic track or, or, or the, the warm blanket track, the stuff we're all familiar with, that is like your favorite Chinese restaurant in your hometown, right? Right. That is that defines. You don't care if it's Americanized Chinese food. You don't care if there's any any lick of authenticity in it. It right. defines Chinese food for you, right? But you always try the new Chinese place in town, right? You're always going to go to the new place and give it a shot. And yeah, you know, their sweet and sour chicken is okay. And their crab rangoons are all right. And their egg rolls, you know, they pass. And their their egg drop soup is different, but, but good. But it's not yours, Right? right. And that's where we kind of are with Star Trek right now. Some of it is your hometown Chinese food. Some of it's the new place in town or some of it's the place that you go and you visit your friend like Cicero. And he's like, this is my Chinese place. And you're like, man, you got great taste, Cicero, but you should come visit me. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's right. a beautiful thing. Right. I'm, I, I, I want to make that very clear. I'm incredibly happy to have this level of Star Trek. I would rather watch this kind of Picard, the none kind of Picard, um, because it, it gives me a chance to talk to the, the amazing folks like yourself and have something that we can share a passion and a love about uh, where we can, you know, uh, have this uh, camaraderie over something that, you know, we have we have this to discuss. And that's that itself is a gift. Yes, Dan, we're, we're all like you. We right. shit on Star Trek because we right. love it. Love it. Right. Right. You matter. You know, me. listen, the beatings yes. will continue right. until morale improves. That's right. Yeah. When did you, when I mean, you stop beating your significant other. <laughs> the, the, the thing is that, you know, we've got one season left. Uh, I, I, I think I think I speak for everyone saying that uh, we will all be there. The second is available and we will watch the entirety of uh, season three. I think I also speak for all of us by saying that our hope is that they don't follow the precedent of making season three even worse than season two. Oh, that's funny. So my question, gentlemen, I have a question before the panel. Right. So okay. it, it seems that we are leading, you know, based on the season three trailer, uh, Picard seems to be pinning invitations to what we could expect to be uh, nuptials, uh, R.E., uh, our favorite uh, uh, Romulan. And so we also know that that the, the wonderful Gates McFadden shall return, presumably, as Dr. Beverly Crusher, whom we all know has a history with said Picard. So my question, folks, mm. to you is, does she come to the Threesome? wedding with the candle? <laughs> <laughs> does she come to the wedding with the candle? Uh, huh. Uh, that, that still burns? No. You know, hey, listen. You know, we all hey, need. Already divorced, we all need right? what we or need, I guess, so. I guess that timeline didn't really exist in the All Good Things episode. That's yeah, true. That's exactly. true. That's true. Right. Exactly. You know, so uh, apparently, Irish. Picard yeah. does not light her candle. Uh, they did not stay together. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were, you know that that is that is uh, typical Picard. They were in rent. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, um, until season three of Picard. Um, that will bring us an end to an end on our discussion of Picard season two. And uh, it's, it's, 
you know, it is a thing that we have witnessed and watched um, and um, now belongs with history. It goes with the angels. Um, thank you so much for, for listening. And if you would be so kind as to like, share it, and subscribe to our feeds, we would greatly appreciate it. If you subscribe in a place where you can leave a review, please do so. And we'd be honored to read it in, uh, on the podcast at a future date. Uh, and uh, I want to take the time to thank our uh, our illustrious guests for for joining me to talk about uh, Picard, this Picard finale. Uh, Dan Decker, thank you very much. Um, please tell the people where they can find you and all the great stuff that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. Uh, under the handle the Commodore, um, you know, because Commodore Decker, uh, and you can watch me play uh, a, uh, a, a you know a live action role play D and D campaign, five E campaign called Emberfell Whispers from the Stars. Um, look for Jumbo Thick on uh, YouTube. He is the GM for that, or at Emberfell D and D on Twitter. All right, thank you. And uh, Jimmy G, thank you very much for for coming. Hopefully, it will not be the last time. Oh yeah, I definitely want to hang out with you guys again. All right, it's a blast. Well, uh, yeah, I, I I know you're 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 not a big social media guy, but uh, is there anything that you want to promote for for <laughs> the listeners? <laughs> yeah, well, listen to Reengage. Uh, we talk about TNG episode by episode. Um, and that's it. I mean, my Insta, it's only interesting to you if you like, uh, bread. It's about all, all right. I, well, Hey, it's all I put on there is, uh, the, I like the latest Car- loaf that I've made bread and beer. No, no beer. Bread on and the, beer. On the- yeah. Sometimes not go. as much anymore. All right. But, uh, lots well, if, and lots if, of bread. If, if, if people want to see some bread, where, the, where should uh, they go? You can find me at the Jimmy G on the Insta. Jimmy G. There you go. Boom. He's verified. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Greg Tito, thank you so much for joining us yet again. Uh, I know it won't be the last time. Uh, Greg, why don't you tell people where where they can find all your great stuff? Sure, man. This was tons of fun. Thanks for coming on or asking me to come on again. And I got to be here with Jimmy. That was super fun. Um, I'm at Greg Tito on Twitter. Uh, Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. Um, other than re-engage, which is of course tons of fun. We are in season three. So we've got a lot of Star Trek Next Generation yet to come. We just did two of the really best episodes with yesterday's Enterprise and The Offspring, as you mentioned, LOL. So we just uh, had a really great conversation about that. That's yet to be published. Um, and yeah, of course, I also host Dragon Talk, the Dungeons and Dragons official podcast. So uh, find out all that's happening there going on with the D&D community. Uh, and uh, yeah. I can't wait to talk hopefully more positively about Star Trek going forward with yes. you guys. <laughs> uh, thank you. This is payback for uh, the times that I was on Reengage. We were always talking about the worst episodes. Right? Uh, oh, my goodness. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll have better episodes. Well, I th- Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode as well. Um, But uh, stay tuned to this feed as we look to come back with more regular recaps of all things Star Trek, including the premiere of Star Trek Strange New Worlds on our very next episode. Until then, go boldly.